Welcome back to First Draft Phil. I'm your host, Phil Lager, and it finally happened, guys. I missed a week. But don't fret. We're getting right back into it today with Rocky Worship from Rocky Church in Colorado. Yes, indeed. It finally happened. I missed a week. Uh, I was so bummed that I uh, missed my deadline for getting uh, this this podcast episode out to you guys, uh, but things just piled up and piled up. Now, I will give myself a little bit of grace on a few fronts. First of all, when we first started this podcast, I did, I had no, I, I still sometimes don't know what I'm doing, but I really had no idea what I was doing then. And I did like, I, my thought was to do two or three episodes a week. And I quickly realized how much work goes into just one episode. So with that being said, thank you for grace and not getting an episode out to you last week. Um, had a great conversation uh, with these guys today that you're going to hear from Rocky Church in Colorado. Just super in tune uh, with the Lord, and just um, just just a great conversation talking about uh, their heart for their church, what COVID did in terms of disruption, and helping them uh, refocus after and coming out of that. Um, so just sit back and enjoy this conversation with. Rocky Worship from Rocky Church in Colorado. Our hands up like this. this set up. All right. My computer's all over the place. Just give me one second, guys. That we no were worries. doing this exact same thing <laughs> uh, two minutes ago. Okay. I clicked the link and realized I didn't even have Zoom downloaded on my computer. <laughs> I'm a noob. Nice. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I'm excited to have on my podcast today, Nick Carver. Luke Hall and Dane Voorhees. Uh, Nick is the lead worship pastor, and Luke and Dane both serve as worship pastors at Rocky Church in Frederick, Colorado. Did I get that right, guys? Yes. That's pretty close. Yeah. Yes. Pretty good. <laughs> I, I will admit, I, I'm not great at pronunciation, so I did have to. I actually Googled Voorhees pronunciation, <laughs> and it, gave, hey. it, it had the little thing where you click and you can see how Dude, it's Did I pronounce that? Again. You Amazing. nailed it. You nailed okay. it. Yeah. I actually okay. get people that mispronounce my first name most of the time. So, oh. two for two. Okay. All right. Well, amazing, Phil. We're off to a great start. I'm so <laughs> glad. Um, guys, uh, I've been listening to your music and uh, just been really blessed and, and challenged, actually, by by the by the songs that you guys have been putting out. Some some really awesome stuff. 
Uh, but before we get into that today, mate, I just thought it would be cool. Just tell us a little bit about Rocky Church. I went onto your EPK. Uh, mm-hmm. For those in the know, who, who or maybe not in the know, that's an electronic press kit. Um, and I, I had a look, and it said that you were um, uh, all worship pastors at one church. Now, was that yeah. one church or three different campuses? Tell us, just tell us a little bit about Rocky Church. Yeah, uh, we are two campuses. And uh, a lot of churches out there will say, you know, we're one church, multiple locations, kind of a thing. Um, and that's definitely the DNA of our of our church. But the the difference is there's not like a main campus and a satellite campus, which a lot of churches have that kind of structure. It's just really two equally as established and permanent uh, campuses. So um, we have the staffing to, you know, facilitate that. But like on any given Sunday, we do live streaming, but we actually rotate where, you know, the the speaker oh, is yeah. and which campus we're streaming to. So we are, we're constantly streaming from one campus to the other, but, but each campus has like the equal amount of live streams and, and live yeah. pastor and all that kind of stuff. So what that translates to is people are equally frustrated with not having the live theater <laughs> in the room. Great, great. Um, but uh, yeah, the church has been around for about 30 some years and, um, you know, just obviously had different seasons of maturing and growth and difficult times and all that kind of stuff. But that's where we are right now. So um, the, the 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 staff structure that you were talking about, lead worship pastor and, and, and two worship pastors, that's that's kind of mirrored in other facets of our church. We have a lead pastor and we have campus pastors. And uh, that's just kind of the, the structure of 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 the church right now. Cool. So, so what you're saying is that your churches are co-equal in power and glory and, yeah. and, and <laughs> yes. you, in, in theological terms, that's, yes. that's uh-huh. we just yeah. need one more to make like, okay, we're really mirroring. the Trinity. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> you guys recently went through a transition in your church uh, in terms of uh, what you were focused on or on or what God was laying on your heart, uh, which is never any, any transition anywhere is, is never an easy thing, but it sounded like it was pretty substantial for you guys. Yeah, I, I'd love for these guys to to jump in, and mm-hmm. I'll say one last thing, and I'll I'll stop talking. But I think just like any church organization out there, last three years been incredibly difficult, and it forced uh, decisions, right? Forced people to make decisions, and we had to make a few decisions on some of our programming. Just like th- these are the services that we offer, this is the kind of ministries that we offer, and we went ahead and said we need to go ahead and make some changes. So we 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 stopped doing certain ministries the way we had been doing them which off always leaves people feeling disappointed, sure. disoriented. Sure. And then it also kind of allowed us to set up like, okay, this is what we're going to be about. And one of the the slogans that we have here is uh, one of our values is we are going to be a church that's for the one. Hmm. And it's, and it's uh, just really taken out of that scripture where uh, a good shepherd, you know, would leave the 99 sheep to go after the one. And so we want that to characterize who we are as a church, mm. the decisions we make, the ministries that we start, the programs we don't want to be about being for the one. Mm. And uh, I think it's reflected in a lot of our decisions, but it's reflected in the music that's mm-hmm. coming yeah. out of our church. Um, I, Luke, I don't know if you want to speak to that because some of these songs recently yes. that we've been writing have been from that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me, when I'm, when I'm trying to write, I want something that's going to be both equally personal, but at the same time, uh, approachable for, 
for anyone and everyone. People like our church people or that person who comes in, they're giving church a shot for the first time in their life. And they come into this auditorium with a bunch of Christians. They already feel uncomfortable. And I want them to to hear hmm. these words and be like, oh, like I see myself in those words. Mm-hmm. Like my story is there. Like I can relate to that. And so definitely, um, I don't know, like if you want to get into the, the songs and stuff already, but um, yeah. where you are is where you are is definitely that song. Mm-hmm. Um, like the first verse is lead me to the broken, to the widow, to the, orphan, the margins, to the... Um, like take nations. me to the nations where the pain is and like all of those things. And it's like a lot of times like church people and me and myself, like I did, I grew up in church and I've been doing this thing forever. Mm-hmm. Like oftentimes we run away from those things. Yeah. We want our churches to be very like clean and pristine and mm-hmm. um, just people that easy. encourage us. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and, and easy. And mm-hmm. when we were writing this song, it was coming out of, a heart of, yeah, like the good shepherd leaves the 99 for the one every time. And um, he does all the heavy lifting. And what's awesome is like, yeah, if you lead me to the broken Jesus, if you lead me to um, where there's pain and widows and orphans, you know, just imagery like that, like I can trust that, like, I don't really even have to do the hard work. Like you've already done all of that heavy hmm. lifting and you've already done um like initiated healing and um, drawing people back to yourself. So yeah, like we can kind of sing this with confidence. Like it might sound scary on the surface, but wherever you are, Jesus, that's where things start to change. And yeah. when we look in scripture, he's always in the margins. Yeah. He's always uh, with the broken, with the leper, with the, you know what I mean? So that's kind of the the heart of that song, kind of how, like how and why we started writing that one for sure. I love that song, guys, and I, I have to, and I, I would be doing a disservice to the people, a lot of people who regularly listen to my podcast um, would be from the Salvation Army, which some people cool. would or would not know is actually a church. But, uh, um, you know, the Salvation Army started because um, a Methodist minister named William Booth was tired of the kind of insular nature, uh, you know, and he saw these people hurting on the streets. Mm. Uh, and so that, like, I, I got to say, as a person with a Salvation Army background, this is kind of like, oh, wow, this is this is really cool. This is, yeah. um, you know, worship songs, church culture can sometimes be insular, you know, if we're not yeah. careful. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm a worship leader. I'm a songwriter. I definitely think there's a place for the songs where this is just about you, Jesus. We're here just for you. But if we're not careful, it can become insular. So I love this song. Uh, I know you guys know the song better than I do, but if I could just point some things out about the song, and I'd love to get your your take on this. Um, You don't often get a song where you get elements of Psalm 23, uh, Jesus' parable of the sheep and the goats, and even of James one twenty seven, like all mixed in one in one song, and I just think that's that's so cool. And we need more songs like this as a church. Yeah, so, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of uh, there's a lot of imagery from pulled all throughout Scripture, like that chorus: "As surely your goodness and your mercy." Uh, well, surely your goodness and your kindness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's from Psalm Psalm twenty three. Yeah. Um, and again, that's what I was saying. It's like. I can trust that God, when you do lead me into these places, that you're going to be doing all of the hard work. Like I am just your vessel right now. And so I can step into these broken situations and seasons with confidence. Um, 
And then, yeah, I think the bridge is um, from Matthew 11. It's when John the Baptist sends mm. his disciples to Jesus and he's John the Baptist is in prison and he's like, what the heck? This is my cousin. I thought I was going to be like, like right next to this dude. Like anyway, John the Baptist is in prison. He sends his disciples to Jesus and he's like, will you just ask him if he's actually the Messiah? And which is crazy because he spent his whole life like ushering in the Messiah. Right. Mm. And then Jesus says, go back and tell John that the blind see the, the deaf hear the dead are raised and the good news is preached to the poor. Mm. And that's, that's the whole thing. God, wherever you go, I'm going because when, whenever you show up, that's the stuff that starts to happen. Yeah. Cool. Like dead things come back to life. Mm. So. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's a great song and, you know, cue the, uh, the break in the podcast here where I'm all definitely fade that in and let people have a listen. Lead me to the broken, to the widow, to the orphan and meet me in the margins with the leper and the lonely I don't care what it costs I want to be where you are oh I don't care what it costs I want to be where you are Um, production on it is awesome too, guys. I love the um, just love the production side of it too. I'm, I'm always, you know, just paying attention to that, um, um, trying to steal ideas for myself uh, as well. One hundred percent. Yes, it's good. So, um, so what w- that side of things? Obviously, it's it's professionally produced. You guys have a great sound. Um, who's responsible for taking care of all that stuff for you guys? Man, I wish I could say it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Luke takes the majority of that stuff. So okay. we recorded it live. Um, and then Luke is the guy behind the scenes, really just going after it, diving. I mean, you you know, Phil, that's it's a pretty detailed process that takes a lot of time and focus. And Luke has spent a lot of time over the past months just grinding out mixes and, you know, getting feedback from us. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, also just, you know, like retracking some things here and there since we recorded it live. Yes. Uh, but um, yeah, Luke, Luke is the the mastermind, just, you know, full of grit back there. Yeah, <laughs> get these things out. Uh, thank you for saying that. Um, everything, it's just, it's so hard for me because, so like I'll send them mixes and it's like, where you are, mix 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because it's like, it takes me so long to just get to where... Uh, we want to be yeah, like just, it, yeah. tweaking, 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 and like it would take a professional, you know, like a, a couple, a couple passes. Um, but yeah, so it's that's also been fun though, like mm-hmm. to get to just like learn through 
all of these mixes and learns like, oh, okay, next time we do this, I could do it like this, this, this. But yeah, so we just have a little studio set up at church and I just shut the door for a couple months and then just yeah. uh, knocked out these mixes. Eventually we'll have released seven songs from this night. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right cool. now we've, yeah. So right now we've released two and then. So uh, these were all recorded on one night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It was just a worship night yeah, for church. One night, one pass. Yeah. Oh wow. Realize that night we did not rehearse enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we're not we're not ready. Uh, you yeah. have that like deer in the headlights feeling of like yeah. Wait, I think I remember. I remember us, you know, it wasn't this song specifically, mm-hmm. but uh, we changed the key of the, uh, this this other song and and I'm talking to Luke and this is probably 15 minutes before the service starts and I'm like, I can't sing that low. <laughs> And he's like, uh, sing an octave higher. I'm like, okay, let's, let's go. Yeah. In the moment we were adding stuff. We're like, how about we just like, how about we do an outro here? And everybody's like, I mean, sure. Like, what do you want? It's like, ah, I I need to know which song Nick you you sang an octave. I need to pay attention for that. So I want to, which song did you sing an octave higher for? Cause I want to pay attention to that. There was two. (laughs) There was two that we did that. Wow. So (laughs) it's not going to be impressive, Phil. Uh, You're not going to hear it and be like, oh my goodness, that guy's skying. So the first one, we did release this song. It's called Fully Loved. And the bridge was supposed to be an octave lower. That's right. That's right. Um, But you know, like after you've been like just singing and just like really going for it, going down really low, all of a sudden you're just like, like, I'm so bad at singing. (laughs) No. Um, And then Nick was like, I don't. I was like, dude, just go for it. And you didn't. It sounds sounds Yeah. There's a reason like when you're in the studio, you record uh, sections over and over again, and like you record uh-huh. the low parts over, Absolutely. and then once you, yeah, real oh, life right. doesn't work. Yeah, and I'm well familiar with like uh, this is version master point two point three, <laughs> final 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 version three. <laughs> totally, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got we got some masters back yesterday, and then we're like, oh, maybe I'll send them a, a mix that's a little less vocal. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna bring that guitar down. Yeah, so. It just is what it is, and it's never it's never finished, right? It just yeah. comes down to like, okay, well, it's it's time, yeah. it's time to to send it off. Luke was working on a mix of one song that we honestly weren't even sure was going to make the EP, and he, I sang it, and he's like, "Hey, bro, you did not sing the chorus of that song right one time." <laughs> uh, and then he texted me like five minutes later. He's like, "Actually, I found one." And I did you copy and paste the? Yeah, it was- no, don't tell no me. way. Definitely not. I sang it perfect. The video is going to be so uh, genuine. Oh, no, man. yeah, that's just that's just kind of where we're where we're at. Like we're just trying to figure it out, you know. Um, and it's well, just, it it sounds yeah. great, guys. I mean, uh, I, I I literally I'm not just pulling smoke. It it, it really does. I, I I think it sounds really good. It's right up there with anything else you'd be listening to um, in your car for for worship stuff. So, um, well done on that. Thanks, Thank man. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what's next. Speaking of what's next, what is next? What's the next thing you guys are going to put out? Uh, that's a great question because we keep going back and forth. Um, working with a company, working, working, let's work, just say working, working, <laughs> marketing and working, working exactly. at the same way, exactly. working, <laughs> working with a company to, just to help because you get so close to the songs and sure. you say, this one is whatever the best one, quote unquote, right now, because either you have, more invested in it, or maybe it's just what you like right now. And th- this company is is helping us look at it and say, "Hey, I think this should be your approach." <clears throat> so we're we're still kind of working through which song we want to release release next, and 
you know, in the, in the, in the industry, there's the whole waterfall release approach to an EP, um, that that we're going to be doing. Um, but there's two songs we're still kind of battling back and forth, Mm -hmm. which ones we, we go with next, but it'll be, um, probably mid November, November. Yeah. It'll probably be mid February. Playing the long game with this album. Well, it was a rough morning. Okay. <laughs> it's okay, guys. You guys uh, are an hour ahead uh, behind me, I think. So, yes, yeah. my, my kids yeah. struggled to get in the car on the way to school today. So it's just been a battle. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, um, the, I go ahead. Songs are in six, eight. Those, okay. oh. The ones that they were like, hey, you should release these ones. There's, mm-hmm. there's six, eight songs. So it's true. I, and I know you said November and it was a little bit of a slip, but you, you know, um, it does take some time that the the longer you've been doing this, you, you realize how much lead time and all the stuff that goes into, you know, so, well, what's funny is the original release date for this entire EP was September. Mm-hmm. And then it pushed, we pushed it to November mm-hmm. and then people, smart people talked to us and said, Hey, do you know what happens mid November? Yes, exactly. No one listens to any other music other than Christmas. That's right. we we'll just keep pushing it back and back and back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we were going to release it as a full length or like just all at once. And then we're like, well, okay, maybe we're going to do singles and yeah. now we're going to do the, you know. So, so we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, so. That's what, that's the point of this, this podcast. We no, no, no. But hey, listen, it's <laughs> even just in the past like 10, 15 years, like the, the way you do that has changed so much. And very few people release a, like a full thing, you know, all at once. Um, uh, a band I was in, the last band that I was in did that. Just we released like a 12 song album all at once and it gets great buzz for yeah a couple weeks and then people forget about it so i think it's actually really smart to try to um you know plan it out a little bit better absolutely the people that you're working with uh know all (laughs) about that and uh fun conversation that was really good to get to know uh rocky worship a little bit i hope you enjoyed the first part next week we'll have part two of the conversation and we'll dive a little bit deeper into worship team culture and that kind of thing uh so tune in next week to finish the conversation off Uh, all right thanks for listening guys um i will see you next week in the meantime remember God is faithful all the way from your first draft to your finished story. God bless you guys.